This is the Rovers Review on Ocean FM. Sligo Rovers Football Club have confirmed that the incidents which delayed the start of the second half of Friday night's SSE Electricity League Premier Division game against St. Patrick's Athletic at the showgrounds have been captured on CCTV, that the individuals involved have been identified and that they are to be subjected to lengthy stadium bans. The club says that it will not allow... Uh, the club supporters fantastic reputation quote be tarnished by a minority of supporters who come to cause trouble uh, that was released by the club on Saturday following Friday night's game which saw Sligo Rovers win by one goal to nil Aidan Keane's second half penalty proved to be the difference between the teams here is the Sligo Rovers manager John Russell on Friday's result yeah, really happy to finish the last home game with a win. Felt for 90 minutes or 96 as it turned out that we were really good, you know, in and out possession. We were very aggressive, won the ball, helped the pitch, got a lot of turnovers, transitions were good, um, some really good performances on the night and um, yeah, nice to, to finish off with, with three points. There was times in the game that Pats really kind of showed wh- why they are where they are in the table, but overall it was a really controlled performance from Sligo Rovers this evening. Yeah, I, I felt we were in control of the game. There were one or two moments, probably loose passes from us, where they, they caught us on the on the counter. And um, in fairness, Brushy was excellent tonight. Made a couple of good saves, um, but it wasn't that Pats were cutting us open. It was more from our own individual errors. Um, but I felt we were really good. Our structure was good. Um, we did control the game for large parts, created a good few chances, and I, I felt we saw the game really well. You touched on Richard Brush there as well. It looks like he never lost it. No, no, uh, he's a terrific professional. I see him day to day, and he's like a young fella in the goals. And you know, he's shown his class over the last few games, and he's, he's such an experienced player. And just delighted with, um, with his performances. And Aidan Keane, winning player of the year, not really a shock to anyone, I don't think. His twentieth goal in all competitions this uh, this season. I mean, words can't describe how good he's been. Yeah, they, they, they can't. He's been outstanding. Um, been a real talisman for us. Um, he's been our go-to guy to get all those goals they're hard to find top strikers like him and he's shown his class throughout the season in Europe um, so delighted from that he's, he's going to finish uh, top goal scorer and you know hopefully when the, the awards come at the end of the season for, for team of the year and player of the year he's going to be acknowledged because um, he's a super talent Disappointing to miss out on Europe as well John we saw how the, the highs that, that can bring this summer but I think it's, you can see that there's signs that this this is a team on the up yeah look we, we had a superb run in, in Europe during the summer and it, and it showed um, the potential in the group here and, and as a club we got to put ourselves back on the map and, and you know the, the, I suppose the results against Motherwell were, were massive to beat an SPL team home and away and it, it just captured the imagination of, of the public here and, and the whole country Um for us we were disappointed that we weren't in the mix for, for those European places a couple of results 
we left points behind us um, but it wasn't for a want to try and you know we're, we're on the training ground every day the players are applying themselves and I think that was evident in the last few games where people would have said oh, they're mid-table last leg of nothing to play for and, and we've taken points off all the teams above us that are that are fighting for a European place or fighting for league titles and, and we probably left a few points behind us in the last two or three games and just to touch on there was a, on there was a couple of nasty scenes there at half time and there was a bit of obvious tension in the ground following them do you think that the players fed off that this evening? Um, we missed all that stuff to be honest um, you know you don't want to see any unsavoury scenes here as I said the, the support that we've had throughout the year and the, the way the fans have conducted themselves in away games and, and especially in Europe it's been exemplary so you, it's unfortunate that stuff has happened tonight um, and yeah hopefully um, it'll be a, a learning moment for everyone because you, you want people coming in here we want full full houses you want them enjoying what's happening on the pitch um, and we just need to make sure that everything's been done right off the pitch too and finally John just a string of fine results there at the end of the season good um, good performances some wins as well I think the, there's clear signs of progression there especially for next season yeah that's it, it, this is a work in progress and you know we have shown signs I think the team is getting stronger um, players are improving individually it doesn't happen overnight and you're trying to develop a style of play and you know there's there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes and I, I can't speak highly enough of all the staff that are that are working behind the scenes with me it's, you know I, I'm obviously the manager but all my backroom staff the, the stuff that everyone's putting in day to day as well as the players you know it takes time and it's important that we finish the season strong we've another game to go and then we'll, we'll build into the off season and hopefully um, we'll put a good squad together to, to push on again next year John Russell, the Sligo Rovers manager, speaking to Donald Ryan after the 1-0 win over St. Pat's. Here was the match winner and the player of the season, Aidan Keena, who spoke as well. Yeah, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, obviously, when I came here, two people weren't, some people weren't too excited or whatever, but delighted I got to do what I've done this season and, uh, yeah, yeah, put on a show, yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you proved those doubters wrong. Yeah, well, there's always going to be that in football. There's always people that believe in you and people that don't, but like, we still have a job to do next Sunday, so not getting carried away just yet. 20 goals in all competitions in, at any standard is outstanding going. Um, is, would it be fair to say the season's gone better than you'd expected? Uh, yeah, definitely. You, know, you always believe in yourself to do well on that, but, and you set yourself different goals, but to like to be able to hit them this season and get to 20, yeah. Is there a particular highlight for you? Yeah, to go all the way to Murrowmel. I think it was a good trip for all the fans as well, and then get the win away and no one expected it, so love that one yeah certainly was a very special week and finally Aidan where your performances on the pitch have been outstanding is that a testament to how well you've settled in Sligo yeah I think so and I think it's you know for the couple of gaffers that we've had over the season as well how well they've they've set us up and played um, obviously Liam ended up losing his job halfway through the season uh, which was a pity but John came in and, and we've been unreal under him ever since yeah what's next for Aidan Keena I'll see you in January yeah we're going <laughs> Aidan Keena Rovers player of the season chatting to Donald Ryan, he is contracted with Rovers until the end of the 2024 season. There has been some speculation that Shamrock Rovers might be interested in strengthening their squad by acquiring Rovers' leading goal scorer next season. But nothing official on that at all as of now. Keena, the Senior Player of the Year. Max Mata won Young Player of the Year on Friday night. And the Women's Awards were confirmed on Saturday at lunchtime. Lauren Bowles, who played in every single match, in every single minute, 
minute of every single match this season for Sligo Rovers women's footballers in their inaugural SSE Electricity League season. She was named Senior Player of the Year with Donegal teenager Emma Doherty, the club's leading goal scorer and under-19 Republic of Ireland international collecting the Young Player of the Season gong. Well, a player who won a few Player of the Season awards at the showgrounds in his day was Paul Ski McGee. He was among the guests at Thursday night's Local Heroes a Celebration of Sligo Sport book launch in the Sligo Park Hotel, written by Jim and Leo Gray. And one of their favourite showgrounds players was the aforementioned Paul McGee. Paul was one of the invited guests and he was on stage in conversation alongside the only Sligo soccer player to have played in a men's FA Cup final. That was in 2004 for Millwall against Manchester United at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. Here are both men in conversation with Ocean FM Sport during the week. When I used to be, when I was still playing, uh, every time the FA Cup would come round and we'd have a good run in the FA Cup, that was my claim to fame because we used to, I used to get interviewed and it was always talking about the FA Cup final. Um, so yeah. A little bit, and, and it's the most well-known game, obviously, you've played, and it's a massive game, it was a massive occasion, it was the, probably the pinnacle of my career, um, and it's something that, you know, a lot of professionals, top professionals have had really, really, really good careers have gone, and they never had that opportunity, so to be able to do that was really unbelievable. Yeah. How did you end up going across the water? Well, it was... Obviously, I, I, I started playing soccer uh, quite quite late. Really, obviously, Gaelic football was always, you know, grew up Gaelic football, and then played for our Harps, and it was happened quite quickly. It was on under 12s was the first time I ever played. Um, played for our Harps, and then I went to school in Boyle, so I decided to play in Boyle, and I was playing Sligo Leitrim over in, in a Mayo somewhere, and someone just approached me after the game and said, "Do you want to come to Dublin?" And play in Dublin for Belvedere. And I said, yes, yeah, why not? So, <laughs> three-hour journey up to Dublin on a Saturday. Uh, I think it was like 13. Um, play, we just played there. I spent two seasons at Belvedere, and then Millwall approached me, asked me if I wanted to go playing over there, and travelled to London, 15, and uh, signed for Millwall. When I was 15, put, put me up in digs, and that's sort of the way it went. Gradually made me way into the Millwall first team, um, and they went on a great run in the FA Cup, which gave me that opportunity. And that was at a time when Wembley was being redeveloped, so the final was played at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, if it was 2004, against Manchester United, and that was the United team of Roy Keane, Cristiano Ronaldo, Gary Neville, et al. Were you a United fan growing up? Yeah, massive United fan growing up, yeah. So as everyone in Ireland is, either Man United or Liverpool, most of us, so... Yeah, it was, uh, and Roy Keane was my favourite player, so to be on the same pitch, you know, playing against Man United, some of the players he had, Ryan Giggs, you had John O'Shea was playing left-back, um, Paul Scholes, Ruud van Isteroy, yeah, just, just to be on the same pitch was, was unbelievable, really good. And Barry Cogan. And Barry yeah, Cogan. You can add it in, absolutely. It's nice to have. Paul, you're still buzzing after all these years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, good to see you. Look at you know for the younger generation here, you were part of that famous 1977 Sligo Rovers winning League of Ireland team. Yeah. You played for Ireland. You played for Queens Park Rangers in what was the old first division was the Premier League of your time. You played in in Holland. You were a product of Summerhill College. Yeah. Um, 
and you were just damn good, wasn't it? That's, that's the reality of it. Um, I would just say from, obviously, us all here, all these other super people here, um, from day one, Sligo's a very soccer town in those days. That was the big thing, right? So now it's getting more difficult. I'm doing a bit of coaching in Galway and that, and doing a lot. And you've got a lot of stuff going on is in rugby, Gaelic, hurling, and soccer. You know, so it's, it's not as easy. Now, we used to play soccer in those days, on the street, Father, Michael, Father Michael's leagues, Galway United, or not Galway United, I was going to say, um, yeah, just playing as kids. And I was lucky that... Um, we had two guys come up to coach the Summerhill team, um, Johnny Brooks and Kevin Fallon. They were in the 71 uh, Cup final thing. And um, they come up coaching with us, and uh, Johnny Brooks recommended that I go up training with Sligo Rovers. I was 15. And throughout all of that, when you were a teenager, playing yeah. with the college and going on to play yeah. wherever your career took you, yeah. playing with Sligo and going around the world. Yeah. I think you played against Maradona, did you, back in the day with Ireland? Or Yeah, that's one I got a lot of publicity last week or last year when he passed away because we actually swapped shirts. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So when people say to me, well, they say, Ski, you're a striker. How can you get his shirt if he's the other end of the pitch? But it, just a quick story because um, <laughs> I tend to go on. So anyway... Our, my job in those days as a striker was when the corner kicks were being taken against us, I came back and sort of stood 10 yards from the ball and give him a bit of verbals and a bit of this and that to try and pull him off, you know? And so Maradona came down and he, the wind, he was hitting from the left side and the wind was coming. It was about five minutes to go, so he curled the ball in on top of Jerry Payton who punched it over. He came again, curled it in, he was trying to score, you know? And then punched, punched over the bar again and then the referee blew the full-time whistle. So I'm here, there's Diego Maradona just walking towards me. So I just said, thank you very much, yeah, you want my jersey? <laughs> and Diego goes, look, I got Paul McGee's jersey. And, um, and in fairness, uh, yes, and then we were there together and it was unbelievable because I turned around, there was like 10 defenders coming, get away from him, get away from him. And um, so, so that's what I say now in those days. As I said, I have his jersey at home. Um, and when people say to me, oh, you got Maradona's shirt, you got Maradona's shirt. And I'd say, well, he's gone around uh, Argentina saying he's got a ski shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout your entire football career, Paul McGee, you know, for all the global travelling you did and the clubs you played for, your Sligo-ness was important to you, has been and continues to be. Yeah, well, how could you explain it? I mean, everything happened here. I got a lot of breaks in younger age, like all these athletes now playing. And um, Sligo was a very soccer town. I had some great... One guy here now taught me so much. I can't, it's, it's hard to name people. But when I, would, when I came up to Sligo, I remember cycling from Summerhill College up for my first training session in the showgrounds. And then we were indoors or something, and who did I meet? Tony Fagan, right? And Fago whacked me a few times, right? And he did me the world of good. He thought it was a little bit flanky, a little bit flashy, and he says, right, boom, boom, and then we became great friends. So, and other people, David Pugh, Jerry Mitchell, there's a list that were awful good to me as being a kid. Mm -hmm. So I did make my debut at 15. Okay. And just with my career then formed, I had 10 years in England, four years in the States, and three years in Holland. 
Not bad. And I'm still only 35. <laughs> and still playing Astro Football on a Wednesday night by all accounts. Yeah. Barry Cogan, to finish with you, l l like Paul, I get the impression your Sligo-ness is important. You're back home in Heapstown for a, for a, a holiday back to see the folks. You're... Your dad celebrates his 80th birthday this week. We better say happy birthday to, to Eddie Cogan as well. So where you come from, your roots are still key to you. Yeah, of course. Um, I try to get home at least twice a year. Um, my family, bring my family back. They love coming back, back to Heapstown. Um, the kids love coming back and seeing the grandparents and all the cousins. So it was a wild few days, as you can imagine. Barry Cogan of Arrow Harps and Millwall, alongside Paul Ski McGee of Sligo Rovers, Queen's Park Rangers, and many other clubs besides. And they were guests at the local Heroes book launch on Thursday night. <laughs> The sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow. But the name of Sligo Rover 